Hello, family, friends, and fellow fans. I'm Seth. And I'm Jeff. And we are back this week with another episode of the Fleet Street Geek Podcast. Yes, yes indeed. And we got some nerdy news for you as well as some uh, other topics. Yeah, nerdy news, fun topics, and our discussion on the 2018 film Hotel Artemis. Now, it is going to be uh, interesting to have a discussion because <laughs> I know, uh, you know, life gets, life happens. Uh, you yeah, know that, that's th- things, that's that's usually what I have on my coffee mug. Th- that's, you know? your, that's your that's your that's my go-to, go-to coffee mug. Life um, happens, and but it's so, spelled S H I T. Yes. So, um, and and that I mean, when it comes to our film this week, Hotel Artemis, uh, I have seen it. Jeff's seen a little bit. Um, <laughs> By a little bit means I get home late at night. I sit down to watch. Yeah. And ten minutes later. I'm drooling on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to be doing things. Uh, we're 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 trying to you know. This is kind of why we have amended our um, the things we're putting out because you know we were trying to do reaction videos and with time and and everything that wasn't seeming like a viable thing to continue. So that's why we're focusing on this. And uh, But still, you're going to have hiccups because we are two guys with uh, normal lives. I guarantee you it's like it's, it can happen to anybody. So, But that yes. does, it's not going to stop us from having this fun discussion because it, it, it is certainly a movie that will be fun to talk about. And yes. uh, we're, we'll be doing whatever, everything we can to make sure that in the future we are uh, both on the same page but we are going to be able to fully talk about these interesting news because jeff there was a lot of news this week there was a lot so and i've held on to one specifically i specifically put a little chokehold on this one all right because it it has a special place in my heart since childhood oh well well, let's let's stop messing about go ahead and you go ahead and start us off with the news. Netflix has canceled Resident Evil after one season. <laughs> and good riddance to I bad rubbish. It. I knew you were going to be the one to bring it up. I saw it in my thing and I was like, oh, because I, I saw on Facebook that you had watched it and you were not a fan. No, I wasn't. I did. Oh, good heavens, I hated it. <laughs> uh, listen, I haven't seen, I've, I think I've played one Resident Evil game and I think it was five. I play it with some friends, like we no. would, because it was co-op, so, so, right? So you did, um, yeah, you did have the co-op option yeah. in uh, Resident Evil Five because that was when they were in Africa. Uh, you had Chris Redfield, and I forget the gal that was alongside him, yeah. so you could co-op it. Yeah, I, I, and that we had played it, me and some friends, just like one night, and we would switch out playing. So that's really my, and I've seen. Uh, the first three of the films, I believe. The, uh, the Resident Alice series? Yeah, you mean? yeah. Alice? Who the <laughs> fuck is Alice? Um, <laughs> the no, lead yeah. character, Mila Jovovich? Yeah, no, I, I, I know who she is. Which, which pretty a, much it's the it's entire a, series is a love from, letter from between the, Paul uh, W.S. Anderson to Mila Jovovich. Of the internet. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, but that's all I've seen, and it's been a long time since I've seen those, and... I know that 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 is a departure from the series. Oh, um, by a and long I know shot. that everyone says that this one's a much fa- more faithful adaptation. <laughs> and I know you're sad to see it go. I've heard I've heard some oh. conflicting things. I've heard. 
from people who are fans say it's horrible. I've heard from fans say it's wonderful. I've heard from regular people say it's horrible and wonderful. It is a mixed bag and something that I'll probably check out because it's the same thing with the Cowboy Bebop live action. In oh, yeah. that, I've I've heard, people... and that it got canceled too, and that it, but it had some people who were like, you know, it's different than the anime. The anime's better, but this is fine. And so I definitely do want to check it out at some point. Uh, I'm just not as big of a Resident Evil well, fan to make me motivated to make it at the top of my list. See, see, I'm I'm okay with somebody, you know, like you watching it with a fresh pair of eyes and looking at it and going, you know, it's okay. Um, I grew up playing the original Resident Evil. Um, I remember getting the demo disc for Resident Evil 3, which came with Capcom's Dino Crisis. Um, yes, I played a dinosaur survival horror game. Go figure. Back in my day, we had a Capcom device. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about, old man. <laughs> But that, God, when, when did the first uh, Resident Evil game the, come out? The first Resident Evil game came out nineteen ninety. Uh, I want to say nineteen ninety four. The year of nineteen ninety. Ah, I remember it like it was yesterday. The the Walkmen were flo- flo- frolicking in the fields. Every, everyone, <laughs> the walk, everyone the was walk having their go-gurt Nin- with their ecto-cooler. Nin- 1996, actually. 96, okay. Yeah. Um, and I still watch the long play at home of the original uh-huh. because its dub is hilarious to me now. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know anything about that. You need to watch it. I, it, I do. It, it's, it's comedy gold. It's a series I need to play because I know... Um, I know some things, you know, and it's and it's still going in a lot of sense. I mean, I know the uh, they've they've remade Resident Evil two and yeah. they remade Resident Evil three uh, using the new engine that they got for Resident Evil seven. Yeah, and there's you know spinoff games and there's like this main series oh, that's happening. It's there's a lot. Of it's games, it's yeah. a crazy video game series with ridiculous stuff, but apparently the ridiculousness of the Netflix show was too much for some people and yeah and no one really tuned or people tuned in but didn't care for it and so netflix decided to what i find what i find really weird about this is they have had so long to do this this movie Mm. resident evil has been around since 1996 Mm -hmm. it is one of the most simple premises for the first film just do it at the manor which it takes place in a mansion mm-hmm. the entire first game and all it is is a it, it, an adventure that takes place in this convoluted maze of a mansion with a bunch of zombies and they had the opportunity for that to happen George A Romero actually sat down and wrote the first screenplay for the first Resident Evil game not not game movie sorry because, obviously, he was the inspiration for Japan coming out with Biohazard, which has been renamed Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Its whole thing is... In the single in a house. Small, yeah, it's a small... like the From what it seems to me, the Resident Evil series should start as an independent movie made in someone's basement and should then later become this multi-million dollar like project because that's the thing with 
this series is what I'm saying is that the game does start very simply, very small. It does. And then it, it does have it, some extreme bosses, though. Right, but it, but story-wise and content-wise, it expands down the line. Yeah, At the beginning, you, it's relatively you, a simple premise, like yeah, you were saying. You go from being in the mansion to Resident Evil 2 being in the, in the uh, Raccoon City Police Department. Yeah, and it sounds like... The show and the and the movies that have been made, they are trying to make it too big, too fast. That that is mostly the problem. Yeah, like with the original, what I call Resident Alice, mm-hmm. because that's what it is. This made up character Alice is now the main character of the entire thing. Screw Jill Valentine, screw Chris Redfield, and everybody else. That's actually part of the game, right? But, um. Yeah, they, they went too big, too quick. The first Resident Evil game was, oh, not game, but movie was okay. Yeah, it's a fine it was, movie. It was okay, and, it, and it, I think it kind of does fit in that simple premise because it's basically they, you know, if I remember correctly, but they're going kills, into a lab, and but more kills were due to the house's traps than to zombies, mm-hmm. which made no sense. Right, that it's, it seems like. Resident Evil is going to forever be an example of we just can't get a movie up. No, I mean I know there have been some animated ones. On oh, the, the animated ones are actually good. okay, but you know, they're, so they're 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 like DC, and <laughs> and that their animated stuff yeah. is pretty great. But uh, animated don't, stuff don't go see great. The movies. Live action, uh, yeah, not so much. It depends. Um, okay, but. but um, yeah, the, this Netflix series, I had high hopes for it because I'm sitting immediately when I heard of it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great, a mini series. They can actually break this into little tiny pieces and have us go through the. No, no. It, for one, it takes <laughs> yeah. place in the future. Uh, it deals with the whole clone premise that was brought up in uh, the Resident Evil, Resident Alice series, <laughs> uh, which was not part of the original games. At all, <laughs> and uh, just stop. Just no, no more Resident Evil uh, adaptations. Just, just no more until you can actually get your shit straight, right? Um, <laughs> and next week we will be reviewing Resident Evil. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. Not yet. Uh, don't worry. I actually own the Resident Evil series because I watch it to punk on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. Yeah, yeah, that was so, my so, little so long, news. Resident Evil, uh, Netflix. You were charming while you lasted. We, we hardly knew the hardly. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, that's what you got. That that's my main bit of news because yeah, I had a problem. All right, man. Well, listen here. Strap on in because I got some news for you. Like oh seriously, my. it is the the. Like I said, the amount of stuff I started seeing uh, out of this week was just astronomical. So we're going to kind of just like scroll through some of these uh, and we will see what's going on. Um, Just some small things uh, that I had read on. You know, Mm -hmm. we still have, uh, you know, the Sandman is still, we still have not finished it. Um, We need to make plans to to finish that up so that we we can have uh, discussions on that. Talk about it because... It's it really has great. been fantastic so far. Yes. And so you know that before this adaptation came out, they were supposed to be making an adaptation with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
Did you know this? I did not know this. That was the original plan at some point. Like, you know, whenever they were going to make an adaptation, he would play Morpheus. And, um, you know, that was, Neil Gaiman was uh, attached to that. And, uh, you know, it, it ended up not happening. So, but apparently before that, um, there was the possibility of a Sandman movie back in 1996. Guess who was... Ironically, uh, we're back to 1996. Guess who petitioned to uh, play Morpheus the Sandman in that movie? Let's see, in 1996? 1996. Who do you think, hearing upon hearing whispers of this adaptation happening, hmm. who do you think was petitioning to play the role of Morpheus slash Dream? Huh. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, a couple come to mind? I'll give you three um, options. Go on. Three guesses? Three guesses. Three guesses? Three guesses? Okay. Uh, first off, I would... 1996. I guarantee you you're not going to get um, it. So just like... Ryan Gosling? Nope. No. Um, Everyone you say, I'm going to say nope, because you're not going to guess this. Just rattle them off. Uh, uh, like, Keanu Reeves? Nope. Michael Jackson? Nope. Yo, yes! <laughs> Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was. I was just throwing that out there. <laughs> yes, Michael Jackson. Because well, he was petitioning for a <laughs> lot of roles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dream. Uh, listen. Hey, I'm dream. Hey, I'm dream. What's his dream? Um. <laughs> it, listen, I love Michael Jackson so much. Uh, he di- he did this a lot. Like he, uh, I. Fr- there was a couple of other roles like he also was like, I want to play this role. Let, let it happen. Um, you know. <laughs> D- didn't he want to be Peter Pan at one point? Peter Pan, maybe. I think he wanted to be Spider-Man. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, you know, I, th- I think that was around the time. <laughs> Pelvic thrust and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think it was at the time like James. Because, you know, James Cameron was supposed to be doing a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, way which, back, which, which was supposed to be, like, a lot darker. And I think he he was looking at Leonardo DiCaprio. And Michael Jackson, I think, was putting his name in. I mean, it's just... I, I, I saw that and I was like, of course he would. Of course what? he would Michael want Jackson to do that. Michael Jackson's dream. Listen, I, I don't see it. Um, maybe because I just really like the guy who's doing it. And I like his deeper voice. Um, he's very quiet. Deep voice. Almost whispery voice. Whispery voice. Um, okay, some more news. All right. Okay. Question. More news. Have you seen the first episode of House of the Dragon? No, but I've heard a lot of con- a lot of lip coming from it. It's pretty good. Uh, it's uh, starting off back in the in that world. You feel, I f- I feel the notes. Of the notes of after the last season being like, all right, if we're bringing a back a Game of Thrones property, here's the things not to do. Let's try to recapture the things that people enjoyed, and I'm getting that feeling already. Uh, we've only got you're, one episode. You're getting hearty notes, yes, and some pepper sprinkled in. <laughs> but even though we've only had one episode, HBO has already renewed it for a second season. Woohoo! Which is great. Good. Which I'm I'm happy see, with. See, I'm, after one episode getting cleared for another season, that's actually really awesome. I mean, it had record breaking uh, views uh, in terms. I think like thirty million turned in. Uh, it's like it was a huge uh, outpour because I think people do one. They were probably like, "All right, let's see if it's as big of a shit show as the last season, as, as eighth season." But I think some people were also like, "We like." Because at one point, 
Game of Thrones was enormous. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, you, the, went, you went to any store, you saw swaths upon swaths of, like, D, of Game of Thrones t-shirts, Game of Thrones clubs, yeah. Game of Thrones uh, just merchandise. You saw Jon Snow's sword everywhere for, like, cosplays. I'm pretty sure they, like, in a study in, like, t- 2013 or 2014... Like one of the most used baby, like baby names were like Khaleesi, Arya, Cersei, Daenerys. Like, you know, you saw a lot. It it had reset so much. Like so many people just engaged in it. Yeah, and it's um just as amazing as it being everywhere. It's equally as amazing to the fact that it just quickly it went away. It, yeah, disappeared overnight almost. That's, in the that's way what, that that's what the happens season, when you end a series as badly as they did. People just it, wanted nothing to do with it, and it's crazy to think that that was three years ago. Yeah, that that, that show ended. And what's weird is it felt like it's been longer ago than it actually has been, but because like, it just fell that flat. Yeah, and they you know they started development on this show before that ended as a possibility. And yeah. I'm glad that they've. I'm glad that it's back. I'm glad that they're continuing on with this because George R. R. Martin has said that he wants, um, that the Game of Thrones, uh, universe, the Song of Ice, the World of Ice and Fire, to be similar to, uh, like he said, Star Wars or the Marvel Universe, and that there's multiple projects that they like, can connect to each other and everything. I mean, they are talking That's about always, a Jon Snow. Uh, like, yeah, solo thing, aren't they? Right. They, yeah, they are talking about uh, that. Is an early developments of a sequel series following John. They, they better get Kit Harrington back. Oh yeah, of course they would. There's no, there is zero possibility they they would do that without bringing Kit Harrington back. Bring, if, like, if it were produced by D and I guarantee <laughs> he may not want to come back. In that case. <laughs> no, but like, I, I'm pretty sure he's heavily heavily into that project. I ho- I just hope they bring back Tormund and stuff. Oh, like please. I, like have all those characters and like I want have the man adventures who drank in the giant's milk. <laughs> I fucked a bear. Uh, it's it, but it's it really is great, and I understand what he's talking about because a similar thing is in in my my stuff. That's mm-hmm. always what I've kind of said is that, like, in my kind of fantasy world, I love the idea of having, like, stories that's, like, you know, where fantasy is more so the background and then you can have subgenres in that. Like, why not have a, at least to me, having a romantic comedy, like, <laughs> set in a fantasy world or, like, a, a coming-of-age yeah. teenage story set in this, like, fantasy world of dragons and everything? Or... Have a murder mystery, you know, or your big grand epic battles. Like the world we live in has those things and they don't conflict. Why can't you do that? And like, just with like a fantasy background Yeah, and I, what, what, I can see that. what aspects change because of that? Like the whole, like all the, think of all the romantic comedy cliches, how those change when you put n- literal magic in there. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's cr- true, especially it, in a world where you know magic exists. Like right, and it's not like a lot of these like Disney movies that are yeah. basically romantic comedies, but it's because they're under a backdrop of not thinking that magic exists. Yeah, then suddenly the fairy godmother shows up. Yeah, it's like so. I I like that idea, and I I like that we're getting more Song of Ice and Fire content. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really just I. 
I'm excited to see what we get uh, down the line. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see here. So, it looks mm-hmm. like... So, we there was a talk at one point, Fantastic Four. We're getting Fantastic Four, uh, yep. starting Phase 6. Yep. It was originally going to be directed by John Watts, who is the director who directed uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. Far From Home, and uh, No Way Home. Right, right. So, but he, then he stepped away pretty much because he's like, guys... I just, like, I literally just got finished directing probably one of the biggest superhero movies of all time. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Leave me alone. Uh, so, he stepped down. I'm pretty sure those were his exact words. Yes. And they're looking at uh, Matt Sh- uh, Shank- Shackman, Matt Chapman, uh, who was the man who directed WandaVision. Uh, hmm. Which okay. works because he's already a part of that universe. Now, you haven't seen WandaVision. I, I have know. not seen WandaVision, but, but I've I can heard guarantee, nothing but good stuff from it. I can guarantee you, like, I definitely have my problems with uh, with um, WandaVision. However, I think his tone of what he sets, I think that would work really well for the Fantastic Four. Okay. I'm very interested to see uh, how that comes about. Um, we know that we're getting... Have you seen Knives Out? I've seen Knives Out. Yes, I'm so you know we're getting the new one coming mm-hmm. out this year. I, I've Glass heard Onion. The new one. I hate the title. I don't know why it's called Glass. I like Glass Onion. I don't like it being called Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. Separate it. Like, don't have. Why, like, why don't you just call it Glass, Glass Onion. Onion? Yeah, just, like there's no or Knives Out Two, whichever one. I well, don't call it Knives Out Two because this is a complete. The only returning character is uh, Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc, which uh, is well. amazing because. They're based Brian Johnson and Daniel Craig are basically creating the American uh, Hercule Poirot from from Agatha Christie, you yeah. know. And so, like, this is not going to be the last one. They have plans to make multiple Benoit Blanc uh, mysteries, you know. In See, ju- now that's actually which is cool um, because it's that, amazing. We've not had that in a long time. I mean, well, I can actually say that's incorrect because we've had one particular uh, detective. I'm trying to remember his Monk. name. Not Monk. God damn. <laughs> well, you, talking, I mean, about, talking about movies, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the character's name. Alex Cross. Oh. We've had Alex Cross for quite a long time. I don't know that. Um, Who's that? Uh, he's from James Patterson, who... Oh, okay. He wrote the novels anyway. And a lot of them are like, Along Came a Spider, uh, Big Bad Wolf. Okay. Well, we've, we've, like, most of our, like, mystery stuff has been taken to television you know yeah. we you get With your Sherlock proced- Holmes having his own show yeah but like you get like a lot of procedural shows and like you know 22 episode shows on like CBS or ABC family that are these like week to week short little mysteries but yeah you have you really haven't in a long time had a mo- like an original movie character and a lot of these uh really original um mysteries to this extent and so i really do like that they are creating uh this character who's also even though he's played by an englishman uh it's also it's an american character you know like it, Mm. it gives it gives america its own kind of uh you know culture and identity to have this sort of thing that I think is yeah, really, like because you know like it's the same vein you know Tolkien is like you know oh uh, England. England doesn't have its own mythology which is bullshit you have Camelot uh, but, uh, but that's a mix of uh, French, French and, and Italian and so and... I yeah and which is in the same sort of vein you know of what I'm saying it's like you know you have other things that are solely American but like 
they're also very much influenced by other things, you know? Right. Like, I mean, you can't... Which America's like, is a melting pot. It was supposed to absolutely, be a melting pot. Absolutely. So, but, like, you know, like, in, in the sense, you know, Camelot in that sense would be very similar to something like, you know, rock and roll, which obviously, which very much comes from uh, black influence and other, and roots in Africa. Yeah. But, you know, there are certain, there are certain things, like, probably the most American style of music is musical theater like that like america's where that originated right like it it 100%. is 100 you know and then it started uh you know of course you know you had your like operas and stuff from uh england and stuff but the concept england, of germany yeah, Italy. But, the, but the concept of what musical theater is today that started in america so they're like which is why i, I wish it was more celebrated and more uh revered but that's this is all to say that i love this character of benoit blanc i think uh daniel craig plays him fantastically great character i do enjoy him and i love the idea of getting more of these movies with these huge ensemble casts because this movie's got a lot of people like edward norton dave batista Catherine hahn yeah a lot of great people Leslie Jr. Mean, I'm excited. Knives Out had a great ensemble I cast. I loved Knives Out. Yeah. You know, so, and all these, so, yeah, I just wish the title was different, but we're getting that later this year. Yeah, but I'm pretty, I'm I'm very pretty sure we'll find out what Glass Onion means watching the movie. Oh, I'm guaranteed, it's probably, it, I, I think of Glass Onion with the Beatles song, so I wonder if it's connected anyway. I'm just, I am super. It may or may not. Yeah. I'm super, but I'm super excited. We'll definitely be talking about that. Down the line, let's Again, see. It's kind of like those Alex Cross movies and uh, Alex Cross novels, like Along Came a Spider. It's kind of hard to pin down why it's called that until you watch it, right? Oh, so that's why they call it that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why. Mm. Um, Griffin the Hunter comes out in January. Woo! Anyway, next uh, thing, no, woo! I'm not excited for Craven that. Craven the Hunter, come I'm not. on, man! I love Craven the Hunter. He's I'm not cool excited character. for the Craven the Hunter movie. Why are you not? Why are you not excited for that? Why are you not? One word. Why? why? Morbius. Oh shit! Another word. Venom. Uh, Five more uh, words. Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Another word. <laughs> the canceled Aunt May spy film. That's more words. But I, I listen. Sony keeps doing this. Okay. <laughs> you know. And anyone who's anyone can be like, oh, but they made uh, Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse is good despite Sony, not because of them. <laughs> Everything that they've done in in order to stay relevant in the Spider Man and any sort of Spider Man movie is ridiculous. I don't like it at all because, especially, I want Craven in the MCU to go against Tom Holland Spider Man. He's amazing. Like. And I love that character. That's why, like, when it comes to Spider-Man Two on the on the PS Five, when that comes out next year, which, you, like, which isn't Craven the Hunter, one of the yes, bad guys like, in that one. Like, they had a whole uh, teaser, and even though that last game was leading up to Venom, and he's also going to be in the game, the f- <sighs> voiced by Tony Todd, the what? fact that they're that he's in the game, and the thing of the teaser that gotten people most excited was Craven the Hunter. As being one of the main villains, because we've been waiting for a Craven the Hunter forever. He's a, he's an amazing character, and the thing is, I love I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I think he looks great as the character in the shots I'm seeing. I just don't have any hope for this movie. One, why are you putting it in January? Do you not know that January movies fucking suck? 
That's true. It's a thing. It's just, J- January is the dead month for movies. And it's I just don't understand why we have to make so many villains. Like you can make a a villain, you can understand their perspective, but they're still bad guys. They're still enjoy like it's in it's fun to enjoy someone's villainy. You know, I think the reason why there's a lot of villain movies coming out now is because they want to have them be established, have their origin before they actually face off against the hero that everyone's wanting, like Mobius. I I watched Mobius. I think it's absolutely terrible. Uh, but I grew up enjoying Mobius and Morbius. It, Morbius. I don't know why I said Mobius. It's Morbin time. Morbin time. <laughs> I love I love that meme. Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Cancel it. Get it out of here. Get out of here. <sighs> but I, I just, that, that's disappointing to hear that Craven the Hunter is not really on your radar. I don't. I'm not. I I have no reason. If I if it's good, I love being surprised. I just have no reason. Sony has not given me any reason to be excited for this. Mm. Zero. Zero expectations for it. That's um, a shame. Yeah, I and again, I love Craven. I would love for him to be in the MCU. I'd love to have just him like as a I love in a Venom. He's my favorite anti-hero mm. in Marvel comics. Yeah. How do you think I feel about the movies? Listen, I <laughs> I want Venom in the MCU. Um, I already have my fan casting. I I need it. I need it in you, my life. You don't want Tom Hardy anymore. I haven't seen Venom and Venom Let There Be Connor, so like they could be good and they could be fun. I haven't watched them, so I I, I can't. The first one I enjoyed. I can't really. I was. I can't really fault Sunday for those because I have not watched them. I know people like them fine. Uh, I know they're. I just. I love those characters and their interaction in the mythology, and that's what I would love to have. You know, even even as good as Joker is. I think Joker as a character works best in parallels to Batman than just on its own. Like, it's nice to well, have that one-off story. But at the same time, uh, I, I like the world more than uh, – and I like the character in the world more than just the character by himself. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. And again, that may just be me. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong, that sequel is coming. I'm very excited. I love Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, some parts are slower when they focus on the on the people, but I don't think that I think the people, I think there's they keep stepping into the correct direction. You got to make the the human characters more cartoony, more one dimensional, more like it. If, it if makes you're it more go fun. Back to the like original feel of Godzilla. <clears throat> that's what you do. Is you have the characters sort of be like the backdrop. They kind of come off as yes, oftentimes cartoony. Yeah, which but is fine. I don't mind that at all. It's supposed to be the contrast between these are the human characters and the main focus, which is we need to watch these two monsters fight. Yeah, <laughs> let them fight as much as possible. Now, this sequel, they've said that they will be teaming up, which is something we expect, but, which is yeah. great to see. Uh, they haven't given too many more details on that, but I'm I just I'm uh, excited for that to come I'm, out because it'll be a lot of fun. I want to see who they team up against. Me. <laughs> they don't have. They don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. Freaking chance. Um, okay, let's see here. We got a couple more things. Not too many more. Uh, boo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, um, The Boy Season 4 adds Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We don't I, know who he's I, playing, but uh, that's exciting. I, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's such a good actor, uh, man. I wonder who he'll be playing, but that'll be... It, it's it's going to be so much fun finding out 
yeah. I love I, I do love the boys, so that'll be fun. Um The Umbrella Academy, have you watched any of that? No. It's pretty good. Uh, I have not watched season three, but we have learned that it has been renewed for a fourth and final season. Uh, which I don't know how many uh, issues the, the comic is. I don't know if this is – yes, thank God they're going to be not trying to milk it and they'll be wrapping it up in a good way. Or if people are like, oh, no, they're canceling it before they get to the good stuff. You know, I like uh, – Umbrella Academy is really great. I've seen the first two seasons. A great ensemble cast. Um, I have now watched season three. Um, I've heard that the transition that they've done for – because, you know, it, it, Elliot Page, uh, mm. whenever she was – or whenever they were doing the show, um, you know, in the first two seasons, they were Ellen Page. Now, Elliot Page, they no have they yeah. have transitioned the character from Vanya to Victor from seasons one and two to three. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard that it's very well done. Um, that, like, basically they touch on it very briefly and then they just continue on, right. uh, which is great. Uh, so, but oh, I'll, that happened. Yeah. Moving anyway. on. Anyway, um, like that, I think there's like a scene where like they're, they're mad at the character and they, they call him Vanya and, and he's like, it's Victor. And they're like, oh, I'm happy for you. But also what the fuck are you doing? Like they, 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 <laughs> they get on, like they get on his case about like the bad decision they made, not about like it's like oh oh good for you, but also you're a fucking idiot for this other thing, <laughs> like you know that's what and I, I like that that they're just they're like yeah we can be mad at you for this other thing not because of this no good for you right. on that uh, more power to you but mm. in reality that's just funny um, but I'm excited to see how it wraps up nice so uh, let's see here I think we got I think I had one more thing. One more time. Let's see. Uh, hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. I see a brief yeah. thing here saying that Rings of Power first reactions are overwhelmingly positive. See, now that's nice to hear. Yep. Which is very good to hear. Which, I mean, I also saw that they had um, some early screenings of... You know, we had our earlier screenings of Batgirl, which were not well-received, which is why it got canceled. Apparently, yeah. there's been early screenings of The Flash, and they're like – and the, those are overwhelmingly positive. So a lot of people would be like, you know, well, sure, Ezra Miller kidnapped the crowd, and <laughs> that's why they they love it so much. See, but it's see, Secretly, he's got the antidote to the poison that they all drank from these fountain drinks that We they love got. it so much. It's so good. I <laughs> See, and I went from being interested in The Flash to after all that uh, they've done, I really don't to care. Just having zero – I'll pro- little to no shits. About if it. if Warner Brothers doesn't end up still releasing the film, I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that is another thing. So Warner Brothers has delayed some movies. Um, Aquaman and the Fall and the Lost Kingdom hmm. uh, was supposed okay. to come out next summer. It'll it's gotten pushed back to next like fall. Okay. And Shazam: uh, Fear of the Gods is no longer coming out Christmas this year. It's coming out March of next year. Hmm. I don't know why they keep pushing things. It. It almost makes me think in some ways they're going to end up scrapping everything. Uh, it, it both scares me and which, um, I also can respect them doing that. Because sometimes when they push something back, it means they're wanting to do something more with it. I mean, at some point, I'm like, I'm almost like, yeah, go ahead and scrap everything and just start over. 
Like, I don't care. Just like, start over, guys. Listen, hey, you see the Batman over there? The Batman's great. Build your universe off that. Yeah. Like, go, keep everyone who's in that. Go get, and, go get Pattinson. Yeah. And just roll with it. Say that that's the new uh, DC universe and build off of that. No one's going to care. Give me Clayface. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Please let there be Clayface. Clayface would be an awesome. I want to see you, him. Can you... Can you imagine a Batman movie directed by Guillermo del Toro starring about Clayface as the main villain? Let the kind that, of body if, if horror that, that you could do? If that happens, I would love it to death. It would be amazing. So, uh, do you have any other kind of stories or little tidbits, fun facts? I have a little bit of a tidbit. Hey, I have let's a, ten, a top ten list all right, to well, share our, with everybody. That's our... I almost sounded like I was about to cut us off. And that's all we got for today. I'm Seth. I'm Jeff. <laughs> signing off. Uh, no. Okay, so that's our news. But we do also like to talk about other fun uh, little topics. Fun stuff. Fun, fun stuff. Uh, so, what did you get? You say have, top ten? I have... 10 DC villain code names that have aged poorly. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus. You know, we, we were just talking about how much we uh, were hopeful for Warner Brothers <laughs> and DC. And now you're gonna talk, we're going to talk A about little segue. problematic names of yes. these uh, DC. Well, not, not only <clears throat> just problematic, but just ones that just did not work. Okay. Uh, I mean... It's no- Dr. Me Too! <laughs> be careful that might be on here <laughs> oh no okay well uh, am i gonna believe some of these i'm gonna oh, doubt oh, some you, of these oh, exist oh you are okay you're, you're gonna know some of these names and oh. when you hear them you're gonna go yeah monsieur mala <laughs> the french gorilla <laughs> bomb voyage i watched an episode i was re-watching <laughs> teen titans recently yeah uh the 2005 show and the good you one. see uh michelle mala we'll talk about that uh <laughs> i will stand no teen titans go slander in this household uh we, but you have a scene where michelle mala is there and someone says something and he goes we because he's french <laughs> and he's saying yes however my subtitles Spelled it W E E. And so, what? It, I don't know why, but it was hilarious to basically see the brain and Michel Mala discussing the evil plans and for him, this giant gorilla, to just go, We. It was hilarious. It's I not, loved it so much. And it's not O U I. No, it was not him saying yes. According to the, I, I know he was. He was saying yes, but the stupid captions was like, Oh, we. <laughs> that's that's terrible. I love it so much. So we, uh, what, what are your names? But number ten, okay, Captain Boomerang. What do you mean? That's a terrible name. That's an amazing name. He he throws boomerangs. It's, it's extremely what else generic. Is it's what? It's extremely generic. It's extremely. I question generic. this whole list immediately. I love Captain Boomerang. That's okay. an amazing. How name. about number nine? No, no, no. I want to stick on Captain <laughs> okay. Boomerang. Let's stick on what's Captain an alternate? What's a, an alternate name for him? Just Boomerang? It could be just he's Boomerang. He's the best at it, so he's the captain of them. <laughs> then just call him Boomerang. No, he's or the, the best. The Boomerang. The Boomerang. The bo- what is he, over 50? What's this Captain Boomerang crap? Yeah, he's the best <laughs> around. <laughs> No, oh, you want him to be the best. Okay, why not General Boomerang? Hmm? What's number <laughs> nine? 
You know, I he's one of the best parts of uh, 2006, 2016 Suicide Squad, which you can listen to our episode on that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited because he's going to be one of the playable characters in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, which looks like an amazing game. Uh, so, mm. but... Right. I, I'm, I'm mad already. Right. Slandering my Captain Boomerang. Okay. How about, I mean, how about number nine? Okay, there? what's number nine? Number nine, who's had a prominent role recently? Kite Man. He flies <laughs> kites? What's bad about that? What do you mean? What else is he going to be named? The Kite? I Captain mean, Kite? Yeah, he's standing around people like Joker, Poison Ivy, Scarecrow. Kite Man! Like, he, he first appeared in Bill Finger and Dick Sprang's uh, Batman number 133. And luckily he's had a nice little comeback with the HBO show Harley Quinn. Yes! Yes! Where they made him as dorky as his name suggests. But he flies kites! That make it, it works! I don't understand, like, what is the criteria for this list? <laughs> I'm mad! Okay. What is the title of this list again? Top 10 what names that age poorly? Top 10 villain names that have aged poorly. Okay. That, I don't... Now, aged poorly could also mean just... It's underwhelming. Okay. I just... I don't know. I guess my expectation... Number eight will definitely have you go, yes, this aged poorly. My expectations... For this list, I guess we're we're completely different. And so to start with Captain Boomerang and Kite Man, I'm just like, how are those, How did those age poorly? Was there a kite disaster? Is the next one Mr. Hindenburg? Like, what is what are these names? What 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 is eight? Number eight. Oh God! Now this will catch your attention on this list because their tagline is "Purify or Die." The Aryan Brigade. Okay. The Air- oh god. The was, was Aryan this, Brigade. Was this a Nazi villain? These or was this just a bird, man? <laughs> Aryan as in A R Y A. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but comics will do that. They'll have play on words, and he'll be like, "I'm for the supremacy of the bird race." Not. It's a bunch of white dudes. It's a bunch of they were purposefully Nazis. They are purposefully Nazis. Okay, but again, but again, that like makes sense though. Like if you're gonna have your Nazi, like like whenever you have your not had your Nazi characters in Peacemaker, they plotted like, to they eradicate were the white. You had the white dragon. Yeah, you had the white dragon in uh, Peacemaker, but he was a Nazi. Like I mean, the, yeah. like it makes sense. I get it, but like, but the name itself sparked. Even more controversy than it probably would today when they came out. Yeah. I mean, that like, I I get what you're saying, and I get what the list is going for. But at the same time, like, like if you have, you know, like, it's, it's sounding like this list is like, you know, you know it's a pretty probably like movie, Schindler's List, because uh, all those not, but everyone's like acting, walking around acting like Nazis. I'm like, because they're, they're Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> Why are you calling, like... If it walks like a duck and acts like a duck, it may want to hail Hitler. Like, it's, it's pretty... Like, come on. What are we talking about? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have made it a goose. goose. I, I missed it. Damn it. God, I'm so mad. I, it was right there. 
there for me, man. I could have said it honks like a goose and, and steps like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Heil Hitler, but oh, you missed it. We can and turn it into that's going to be one of our shirts, by the way. <laughs> 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 Talking about things that are going to age poorly, people walking around with if it walks, if it honks like a goose and steps like a goose, it may be a Nazi <laughs> or may want to Heil Hitler. It, but. I get I, again. Yeah. I I get what they're saying, but at the same time, if your characters are Nazis and you call them Nazis, a name <laughs> that alludes to it, like no one are they saying it in the sense that they don't want people going out and be like, "Excuse me, I would like the Aryan Flyers action figure set because I like the Aryan Flyers so much." I I, I thought honestly because. I, I thought that, that maybe they were good guys, and then I read it. Were they good like, guys? They were not. They oh, were thank not. God. They were bad guys. That would have okay. understood guys. it in that they're, sense. They're not good guys. And here they come, the Aryan Flyers, <laughs> and the Justice League have killed them. <laughs> good. <laughs> we are happy. But oh. number seven, number seven, I actually have. Only on number seven. I have, I have more <laughs> issue with number seven than you did with number 10. Okay. Joker's daughter not actually being Joker's daughter. That's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Duella Dent, who becomes Joker's daughter in um, Giant Batman Family number six, written by Elliot Magan. Okay, I don't know anything about this. Uh, <clears throat> she is actually um, Harvey Dent's daughter. Okay. But she took on joker's persona like taped up her face and went around calling herself joker's daughter joker's daughter and honestly her storyline kind of went irrelevant and pointless um so what's the name they hate duella no because jo- joker's, joker's daughter oh that's oh she that's all she went by that's all she went by oh that's lame yeah you want to have like a fun like call if you're gonna be Marketing yourself as the daughter of the Joker. Like, give yourself a fun uh, clown name. Yeah, but she was just Joker's daughter. Yeah, like prank or something. Yeah. Like, something simple. That, that but kind of it. However, Duella Dent is ridiculously funny. Duella Dent. Because of the two. Yeah. Because two. Because he's yeah. Two-Face. Yeah. Come on, guys. Have you seen Holy Musical Batman? Uh, no. It's not. amazing. It's an internet musical by Star Kid, who did a uh, very Potter musical oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. And, I yeah, check and it out. It's amazing. And one of the best characters is is, is Two-Face. Um, yeah, it's, I highly recommend it. So, moving on to number six. <laughs> Ding Dong Daddy. Listen here! No! I will hear no Ding Dong Daddy slander in my household. Okay? Listen, I again, I recently rewatched Teen Titans, and I forgot about Ding Dong Daddy. And when Ding Dong Daddy showed up, I I lost my mind in excitement. That uh, is that name alone. And anyone who doesn't know Ding Dong Daddy, he's like a a race car driver. Yeah, he's a racer. Uh, he he's like a thief. 
And in the episode of Teen Titans, like, he steals something of Robin's, and uh, there's, like, a whole mad, 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 mad world chase uh, after him. Right. Uh, it's amazing. And, yeah, he, like, he's just in, like, he's, it is. He's based off of a famous racer. Yeah, I need I need to do a whole Ding Dong Daddy uh, cosplay. But their, but their argument as to why it aged poorly is um, his name comes off as too campy, as well as an as a grown man calling himself daddy while battling teenagers does not come off the best way. <laughs> yeah, if you have that mindset. <laughs> it's just a fun alliteration. But yeah, I can I understand what they're saying. Uh, it is, though, I wonder... I, I, I have been looking into cosplay recently. Like, uh, some, like, like simple things, because I'm... I, need to hold on to my money more better so i'm yeah, looking for re- more resources. of those cl- i'm looking for more of those closet cosplays and that one could be a very easy one i think i have the stuff i could easily do that i, I basically pretty, just got to get the t-shirt you'd, you'd make a great ding dong daddy why did you say that <laughs> you looked into my eyes <laughs> see there you go yeah there but i'm go. not a teenager all right um all right well, um, <laughs> no, number five and i do not agree with this okay Despite many attempts to make him scary, Riddler's name doesn't inspire fear. The Riddler's a great name. The Riddler's one of the best villains in when did this, the Rogues Gallery. When did this list come out? Let me let me actually look this up. Because I guarantee um, you that this... Six days ago. Six days ago? This is... So this is post the Batman. Post the Batman. Have you seen the Batman? I have. It's so good. And, and the guy they picked to play the Riddler was fantastic. Paul Dano was amazing. And he, uh, the Riddler in that movie is terrifying. Yeah, and I don't know, you know why. I that that and they and they call him they do what Fan Stick was too cowardly to do. They fully like the Batman had a fully dark tone, you know, a la 7 or, you mm-hmm. know, any serious yeah. tone. But they still called him the Riddler, you know, because yeah. that was his code name, and and it I never it never took me out of it at all. No, nah. listen, if so you're gonna have I your main character dressed up as a bat, like that name that name works. I completely disagree. I 100 percent disagree with that too. Uh, number four, it's hard not to cringe when hearing how Snowflame got his name. Snowflame. Snowflame. Uh, okay. uh, I don't know this character. I'll I'll show you a picture real quick. Oh, look at that! They it's, seem like a nice weird. individual. It's weird. Okay, how does um, Snowflame get his name? Let's see. Snowflame was created by Steve Englehart and uh, Carrie Bates in New Guardians number two. Although his name might suggest his powers were elemental based, it's only half the story. The villain tapped into his powers by using cocaine. Not, uh-huh. Nodding towards Bane's use of venom to gain super strength, the name and the character itself proved bizarre and could be interpreted as insensitive to those with drug addiction. They're not reading comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Number I, I, that. <laughs> yeah, Snowflame. This could he be gets his power as, from cocaine. This could be seen as offensive to those who t- listen. They got a lot more. <laughs> I guarantee you, people who are addicted to drugs have a lot more things to worry about than whether or not a comic book is is doing this. I know, right? Like, what are we talking about here? They're they're obviously using the paper from the comic books to roll doobies. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? Someone's like, "I'm gonna, uh, I want to 
Uh, well, and obviously marijuana is different than uh, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. But someone's true. like, ah, oh, I'm going to smoke some marijuana. They rip out Crack, a... Crack, maybe. And they're using like a pamphlet of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of stop smoking marijuana. So good. How ironic. <laughs> but number three, the top is a bad joke waiting to happen. Yeah. You're the bottom. He's the top. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. I'm a top. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. Uh, debuting I'm pretty in- sure... He he debuted in 1961's The Flash 122 uh, in a fairly interesting power set. Able to spin at high speeds, induce vertigo, and exercise limited psionic abilities. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he showed up in like an episode of like Justice League or something like that. And he literally said, you're the bottom, I'm the top. And I <laughs> I see no problem with this. He is He is correct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He has he has he has said no falsehoods. I respect his opinion. I love I. <laughs> but that one I definitely can see uh, as a thing. Not in a oh, it's aged poorly. It's offensive now. But like back in the day, I don't think that like people have been no. like oh, he's the top. But, he spins fast. Yeah. But in today's society, yeah, like you I, you I can't. Am, there the are top. certain words that once you say them. Um, People, are, their minds are going to go to uh, something like that. Yeah. Harnesses. <laughs> yes, indeed. Harnesses. Thank you. Yes. Number two. Hemogoblin's name is almost as bad as the character. Yes, Hemogoblin. Goblin these nuts. <laughs> but, like, it was created in 1988... Amidst growing AIDS concerns in the U.S. Oh, God. Hemogoblin became infamous for spreading HIV among multiple members of the New Guardians. Hemophilia, yeah. Yep. That's not great. That that one I don't like. That one, that's probably the first one on this list that I'm 100% that's really bad. Besides the top, but for a completely (laughs) different reason. Now, are you ready for number one? I don't think so. Number one. Egg Foo. Oh, I can only imagine. Egg Foo's name and character gimmicks fed negative stereotypes. So many did. Like, the Mandarin literally did. Yeah. Fu Manchu literally did. <laughs> but Egg Foo's pretty bad. Yeah. Sadly, uh, this was part of a long and very painful history of anti-Asian uh, symbolism. He was created for Wonder Woman. And was a villain who encapsulated every Asian stereotype there was. Um, he came from... He He's named Egg Fu Young. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. I did, like, you really ha- don't even have to say much more. I mean, it's... Yeah. Listen, listen. Like, whenever you look back at these things, you see so... Even today. Like, there's still things in comic today... That you're like, what are you doing? What 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 are you talking about with these decisions? Like there, I mean, and it and it and it's not exclusive to just like, oh, there's like a dumb white person making a decision. Like there, I know, and I can't speak, you know, experience because this isn't mine. So there, there's a lot of other creators. Um, I think there's a double toasted podcast. That mm-hmm. talks on this, but there was recently a what if story of what if Miles Morales was worthy, uh, and like had the powers of Thor and stuff, huh. and the, and which is okay. you know is an interesting concept because why not like tell that story, 
But the things they, like, this writer had him say, and the writer was black, you know, but he's, like, has him, like, saying all these, like, stereotypical black things. Uh, and so go check, go look into the research of that, guys, because, like I said, I don't want to talk about things that I don't have the experience about, um, if I can help it. So go, go, I know the Double Toasted podcast has talked on it, so go check that out, but, yeah, it's... It's this this weird history. I mean, and comics are so vast and so ridiculous that well, they keep trying to reach for different things to see what works and what doesn't. And sometimes, oh boy, it falls flat on its face. Yeah, and people write from their experiences. And if people, this is why representation is so important. Yeah, because when you have bad representation, like if if you only like if you lived in a small town that didn't have a, a large black community and you grew up knowing that there is, you know, rap music and you're watching movies like Boys in, in the Hood and Straight Outta Compton, like you're just, like you are having... Leprechaun own, in the Hood. Leprechaun 4, <laughs> Back in the Hood, too. <laughs> and that's all your perspective is. You're going to form these biases. But when you take two seconds... To look out and see that there are also other avenues of even just that, you know? Right. Because that in and of itself is a culture all its own, you know? And so, and once you broaden your perspective of different types of people, you realize more and more that, you know, people can be whatever they want to be. Like, right. it's, it's not mutually, these things aren't mutually exclusive. Just because someone identifies as one sort of thing, that does not make them 100% that thing. You know, yes. it's, you know, people are, for better or worse, their own individuals. And you have to judge them based off their individual status. Yeah. And yeah, so unfortunately, though, we do still get, even today, this bad representation of like, uh, of every culture, of, of every of, type of person. Yeah, it's not. It's not exclusive to just like pe it's people not a, who are minorities. It's, it's not. A, it's not it, exclusive it to, to any one culture. Yeah, and the, it's a lot of cultures. Yeah, and it and it and it if, and affects everyone. Like if you, if you're listening to this, take a second. If you think about any type of person, whether it be someone who's black, Asian, Irish, Italian, Russian. You know, like American, Mexican, Canadian, someone from Alaska, Mississippi, New York, you know, Buffalo, like a specific city, like it, specific it city is or region, anywhere. Think anywhere. about the things that come to mind the second you think about that kind of person. Why do you have that? And understand that the person that if you're sitting next to somebody, you both are going to have. Different thoughts. Maybe not on every single one of them. Because I can guarantee you, mm -hmm. a lot of folks from the northern end of the U.S. think everybody from the south is a racist Oh, hick. yeah. And and the thing is, it's not like everyone is capable of these biases. It's, it's because it's, because you're born to the world, you know, not knowing anything, screaming, shitting, pissing. Like you don't, you're like screaming, you shit, and pissing. That yeah. needs to be a shirt. Yeah. What? What? You know, like you come into the world not knowing anything. You're around certain people, and then you start learning things. Can you unlearn things? 
Absolutely you can. Yeah. But there's too there's so many people because they are they stay in their where around the area of where they're born, they will tell themselves, no, the world is one certain way, that's how it is. Because why why think any way different if you're gonna if you can die at any moment, you know, you gotta trust the people who are around you. And it can be right. a scary thing to like widen your thoughts and to, you know, expand the things you think. Because no one, no one wants to feel gotten. No one wants to feel taken no, advantage of. Nobody. And so, and so but I, I promise you when it comes to like, you know, and I love comic books, you know. I love comic books. I love TV. I love movies. I love all this nerdy stuff. Same. However, nerdy stuff, very much drenched in problematic uh, stereotypes. Yeah, we're, we're still dealing with like the whole, oh, God. I, I've, I've grown to start hating fandoms because a lot of them end up doing a lot of gatekeeping Mm -hmm. and a lot of that gatekeeping is based off of very problematic reasons yeah like oh you're a woman stop that yeah it's it's all it's all drenched in tribalism you know it's all in the i have that's why people gatekeep because they want to keep it safe because if i if i allow you if i don't know you or you're different than me, and mm-hmm. I allow you in here, and then you, and then you hurt the thing that I care about, and I know that is safe for me. Right. Then I've made a mistake, and why? Why make a mistake? I'll, let me just keep you at arm's length. It's a bad way of thinking about the world, and that's what happened. Yeah. Like that's why these like certain and, comic books and stuff get like in this way, and like and you a, know, and it doesn't even like. It's not even just comic books. It's like it's Star everything. Wars. It's Lord of the Rings. It's it's possible in everything. It's and every it's, fandom. And there it's not is. about. And it's there's not, gatekeepers. And unfortunately, when you say you're part of a fandom, that has almost become almost as negative as like I have associated people saying they're Christian. Mm-hmm. Now, me myself, I consider myself a Christ follower. I do not call myself a Christian anymore mm-hmm. because. Christian has just had such a negative connotation from the last like twenty yeah. years. Yeah, it can sometimes be hard, like because now me, I'll, I would I would still call myself a Christian, but only because you know I from I have fully in in my uh, view, you know, I, I I do not have to. I know that I am not like what so many people associate with Christianity. Uh, especially nowadays, that it's not a problem for me. If if someone hears that I am that and immediately judges me, that tells me more about them than me saying I'm a Christian tells, mm. says about uh, me. But you know, yeah. but again, I can understand and sympathize in some way of why they have these thoughts. But at the same time, it's like any sort of you know prejudgment in that way. It's the same thing, you know. It, yeah. it is. It is still like and and negative experiences and negative, you know, statistics and like history should not be, you know, negated. Like it, it's no. something important to take in, into account. But it all depends on how you treat people individual in like on an individual level. You can go into situations, I think, with like caution. Like you can still be smart about a situation. But not like, you know, like if you go into New York for the first time, right? Yeah. It's not a bad thing to, you know, just because you move your 
belongings from like if I have a and I did this when I went to New York for the first time if I you know move my wallet from always being in my back pocket to maybe my front pocket that's not me being like you know oh man like statistics that's, still happen that's, it's that's, still a possibility that's why when I was in LA I did yeah. the same thing yeah but I still I can still have a general trusting of people and loving of people but at the same time be like listen sometimes people make stupid decisions and they rob people and I'm gonna just not try to put myself in that situation. Yeah. Uh, let me, so let me do this. So, and, and the more people there are, there's more of a chance of running into that one guy that will do it. Right. Man, this has been an like a long con- I, I love this kind of conversation, but uh, I don't think top 10 weird names in comic books <laughs> is the place to continue on this conversation. So um, yeah. we do, because especially I do want to get to our topic of our movie, which is Hotel Artemis, which is not really the topic of <laughs> such uh you know, intrigue. So we're going to take a little break. Yeah. We'll come right back with the movie. Uh, it's going to be fun because I'll yeah. basically be explaining it to Jeff and it'll be as, fun to see as his I'm reaction. Si- as I'm sitting here reading the synopsis yep. off of Wikipedia. So we'll be right back, guys. Here's a word from our sponsor. Thank you for that, Jeff. <laughs> and we are talking this week, specifically, our movie of the week, Hotel Artemis from 2018. Yep. Now, Jeff, you and I have a very unique relationship with this movie. <laughs> in that the first time both of us tried to watch it, we fell asleep. Yep. It's mm-hmm. Now, you fell asleep like 10 minutes in. Because the only opportunity you got was to watch it this late week. In, late, was late at, at night, night. after work. Yeah, it was after work and you fell, you fell asleep. Now, I watched it the other day. Um, I, had rented, I had rented it and I watched it. It's like an hour and a half long. It's not that long of a movie. It's not that long. However, I almost fell asleep this second time. And I did fall asleep the and second first, time. It's, and you know what's sad about it? It's because I kind of like this movie. It's not yeah. a bad movie, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, hmm. Well, let's. Well, we're what, going one to... particular listener might, right. <laughs> might be like losing their shit right now. <laughs> Does he really like this movie? He, 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 he suggested he, it. He put it on the list. <laughs> so I know this movie is. Uh, you know this. This is our. This is our segment. Wiki Watch, in Wiki which Watch. Jeff Reed will go through the movie. Through the Wikipedia uh, yes. plot uh, description, and we will kind of talk about it as he goes through. Now, right. because this is because Jeff kind of hasn't seen this movie, <laughs> and I've seen it twice, one and a half times. Um, it'll be a lot of me discussing things, and you kind of putting your input. It's gonna be an interesting, interesting topic. It, it, we did it, something it similar with. Uh, I uh, think Cutthroat Island. I think you had uh, fell asleep. Uh, yeah, something. fell asleep yeah. during Cutthroat Island. Yeah, too. we need we're, which we're trying. We're doing something to maybe counteract that. I'm injecting yeah, him with his adrenaline. So, uh, yep, and horse stimulant. Go ahead. <laughs> horse what? Stimulant. That's not what I heard. <laughs> That's. Not... <laughs> All right. Enough with these horse sticks. Let's go on with the, <laughs> the actual movie Hotel Artemis. So. Jeff, please, please go forward into that dark night. 
<laughs> Are you dead? No! Dead. On June 21st, 2028, a riot breaks out in L.A. All right, you got to the- stop right there. What? 2028, a riot breaks out in L.A. Six years from now. Where are you talking about? Yeah. That's this year. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Breaks out in L.A. over the city's water privatization. Uh, taking advantage of the chaos, professional criminal Sherman... Uh, attempts a bank robbery that leaves half of his team dead and his brother Lev and another accomplice critically wounded. During the robbery, Lev takes a fancy pen from a well-dressed bank customer who tells Lev he's making a terrible mistake. They escape to the nearby Hotel Artemis, a secretive hospital that treats only criminals, known run by Jean the Nurse Thomas. Uh... Confined inside the hotel for 22 years by her severe agoraphobia and grief over the death of her son, Thomas adheres to a strict set of rules for the hospital, including no weapons, no non-members, and no killing of other guests. Okay, so there's a lot in in kind of that discussion. Uh, I don't want to interrupt because I didn't want to be rude. Uh, but we... Uh, so... Immediately starting with this movie in this bank. So how far did you get exactly? The pen. <laughs> the pen? Once that's, he took that's the pen. That's the last I remember. You saw him take that pen and you went, I'm out. <laughs> my, my brain just went. They, you need to sleep. So, yeah, the, the movie starts very basically with this uh, in this. It's crazy to think because this came out in 2018. Yeah. So this is say, was saying 10 years later. This is this is what happens with these like futuristic movies. Eventually, you get to the year. Yeah, you know it's weird watching I'm Back still, to the. I'm still waiting for those hoverboards from Back to the Future. Right, you watch Back to the Future Part Two, and they're like 2015, the future, and we're in 2022. You know, still waiting for. We don't need roads. roads. It's and so this continuously happens every single time. Yeah, this is now six years later. Now. I will say this about the technology and the future of this world. It's not that outlandish. It's not it is it is improvements, but it's not too out of the realm of being like, yeah, this could happen in 10 years. Yeah. You know, some of this stuff. So, and having this uh and of course we have our our characters uh Sherman played by Sterling K Brown and Lev played by Brian Tyler Henry. And than the nurse played by Jodie Foster. That's one thing about this movie is it is packed it's, with stars. It's got, it's got good actors. In Amazing it. actors who all I think I think all the actors put in the work. I think they all put in effort. Maybe one, not so much. We'll talk about that. Uh, I have a feeling. I you have a feeling. You know who phoned it in? Yeah. Um, because yes. just because because just because. <laughs> He does he, that. He does that. But That's it, his thing. But I do. I really like the setup for this because you always ask yourself, you know, when they, with with any story, the question is always, Jeff, why today? Mm. Why? Yeah. Why in this world? Why is this story happening? What were the sequences of events that make this day different than yesterday? And have our story take place. Right. Now, a couple things are that case. One being this riot happening. 
because they've shut off the water. You have this increasing danger of this riot moving uptown closer and closer to the uh, to the hospital, to the Hotel Artemis. And you also have these uh, thieves who take the pen who the guy's like, you don't want to do that. You, 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 don't, don't, you, you don't, don't want that. Listen you don't here, want buddy. That, buddy. You're taking a pen. You don't know who you're selling. Do you know who you're stealing with? You and your friends are dead. You know, he's like the banker from, uh, from <laughs> The Dark Knight. From The Dark Knight. And Another good actor. Yeah. William Fickner. Love him. And they start making their way to... It's <laughs> going towards the it. Hotel Artemis, which I really like that concept of this place that is... It's, it it's is a, a hospital, hospital for, for criminals. criminals. Yeah, Criminals, where, where do they go when they get injured? They can't go to the hospital, so where, who do they go to? And having this uh, hotel set up. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> what, is Lex Luthor? Kind of? It's completely empty because they've all got their asses kicked by Justice League. <laughs> They're all in the Hotel Artemis now. <laughs> my, my leg! Lex, I, I tried Lex to, Luthor's in a full body cast. <laughs> I tried to drop kick Superman. Why? <laughs> what is wrong with me? What do you think, Mijo Mala? We. Oui. Oui. <laughs> and yeah, so you know they're making their way out of the uh, out of the the uh, the bank. I forgot the word for it. Bank. I don't have any money, the, the, so I forgot the name for the bank. The cash depository. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so they leave the CP uh, or CD. CD wrong. And, you know, they get shot by police, and that's why they're making their way to the Hotel Artemis. Yeah. And, yeah, that, is, that being their rule of, you know, no guns, no uh, non members, no violence. Uh, so they're like going in there, and I really like, you know, they have these chips in their uh, wrists yeah. um, that are there, like, kind of showing that they've been there. Uh, and that they're members, and they also they they get a mark every single time they go there, which is very interesting. I don't, um, I guess like you get certain privileges as a different member. Um, I, I suppose. I mean, there's got to be some way to yeah. tell if you're a non-member or not. Yeah. Well, because like Brian Tyler Henry uh, and his and his brother Sterling K. Brown, uh, they're you know they're there, but their third companion, you know, he's not a member. And so he's like, I, I am a member. It's not letting me in. It's broken. She's like, it's not broken. You're an idiot. Uh, get out of here. And he's, like, and he's like, you know, he's freaking out. And then that's when she calls in the big guns. Does it mention uh, the big guns? Uh, let's see. Sherman the, and Lev are admitted while their accomplice is forcibly ejected by Thomas's assistant, Everest. Uh, Lev... Given the code name Honolulu, undergoes the uh, hotel's technologically advanced treatment, including a robot-assisted uh, surgery and three D printed transplant organs. Now the Everest but is being Everest, played by Dave Batista. I had a feeling when I saw Dave Batista's name, I was like, "Okay, he's got to be it." That's it. Yeah, which <laughs> is I love that name because when he walks out, you know, he's Dave Batista six four. And so he walks yeah. out, and he's standing next to Jodie Foster, who's a little bitty. And she's like, "You know, this is Everest. You can you can imagine why we call him that." And <laughs> and he forcibly objects to the guy, which and he's you know he looks so cool because he's got all these tattoos on his arm, and he's got yeah. like the he's kind of got your your facial hair, really. Uh, 
I don't think he's got like the side bits, but he's got like the chin. Oh, so he's uh, got a goatee. Yeah, uh, but he's missing like the 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 mustache. Um, but it's it's a is on the it's, chin just a goatee? Just on the chin is a goatee. What's what the, I with the mustache? That is a Van Dyke. Oh, okay. Um, what I actually have is called a whaler. Okay, well he just has like a goatee anyway. Um. But you know he's got like these tattoos and this goatee, which, and he's which just. You in... tell me that it makes me wonder is it his actual tattoos? Because if you've actually Probably. seen him in when he was like pro wrestling, he he's yeah. decked out in tats, and he's also just in scrubs with like a little name tag, <laughs> and so like if I like I just love his design, and I love I always love the the tank, like it's basically him and Jodie Foster's character is a barbarian. And the cleric, you know, <laughs> and that she's she's the nurse it's, who runs it's everything. It's Pike and Grog. Yes, it is Pike and Grog. It is the, they are the the and they seem to be the only staff of this place. There, you never see another nurse or doctor there. Huh. It is only them. It's kind of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You, yes, you only see Nurse Ratchet and like two other people. <laughs> Man, that movie would have been so different if Everest was there too. Oh God, Nick oh Murphy would have been starting his shit, and he would have just been like, <laughs> like cracked his knuckles and killed him. But it is you know because he he incapacitates the guy and like stabs him, and uh, she's like you know taking you know go dump him. Uh, you know, at this one location, he's like, "That's so far away." She's like, "You need the exercise," which, <laughs> which is is great because she's always she keeps picking on him the whole movie. She like calls him fat, and he's like, "I'm not fat. I've, I've been working out. It's ridiculous." So like, I don't understand. And I love like I love Dave Bautista in this movie. I just like that character. Uh, it's a, it's a very simple character. Dave Bautista, but actually he puts shown a, he's got some good acting chops put, on him. He puts he knows what movie he's in, and he has fun with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they start doing the surgery, and I do like yeah they are starting to three D print a uh, new kidney, for, which or uh, that's actually kidney or liver. T- that's actually but, been in talks for a while, right? Which is why this is why I'm saying like the the technology in this movie is not that outlandish it's yeah. not too extreme like they'll have scalpels that are kind of like little lasers um that they'll use or you know this 3d printed uh yeah. you know they'll have these holograms with the you know showing organs and your service nervous system so it's it's very cool to see this world and it really kind of puts you in it and just shows what an interesting and cool concept this is and I, I I enjoy that. And sadly, I bloody missed it. Um, yeah, but they do. Yeah, they give them code names in specific rooms um, mm-hmm. that they do that are yeah. tailored to different locations, and that's why they're then called now Honolulu and Waikiki. There, there is one thing that I am fairly certain this is something that's going to happen because you got to have conflict in the movie, mm-hmm. and. The only reason why they would emphasize rules mm-hmm. in any place in any film yeah. is they're going to be broken yes. at some point. Uh, the whole no weapons, no non-members, no killing of other guests, that is going to be broken, especially since one, this is a hotel one full if not, of villains. One, if not all of them, are going to be broken. Yeah, so I'm I'm very interested to find out what happens. Yeah, and you say villains, they're criminals. They're not co- They're not costumed villains. Villains. <laughs> you just call them villains. I can I can call them brigands. I mean, you could. I mean, I don't know. Like like we have like 
criminals, terrorists. No, but I'm saying I'm saying that like even like despite all the bad he did, like I'm not. It'd be weird to be like, you know who a great villain is? Osama bin Laden. You know, I'm like, I guess. I mean, I would just call him a terrorist and an asshole. Like, like, but like. To call him a villain almost implies him to be, like, in a lair. Which I guess he was. I mean, is he, he a fits, villain? He fits all the criteria. I guess. But, like, who do like... But then we, like, if we don't have any heroes, so like, who are our heroes? I guess Everest, is that our superhero? I mean, it seems, it feels like a comic book know. concept. It, it um, does. Which, I, if Again, I wouldn't be surprised... back to my Legion of Doomstick. Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if this premise was... Like, this would make a great graphic novel. Uh, uh, it would honestly make a great, like, short scene. I, like, I honestly would not be surprised yeah. if this was based off of a graphic novel somewhere. I kind of, like, we'll talk more in detail, but like, I kind of wish this was, like, a uh, miniseries in some way. Like, on Netflix mm. or Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because you could have, like individual episodes around like different types of criminals coming in there because like besides your main characters you don't see any criminals in here you don't Mm. see like everyone else is like just sequestered to their rooms i guess they're just like i'm not dealing with this bullshit i got here because i got shot in the leg by a cop you know superman punched my dick off i'm 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 coming here to chill like i'm tired of everybody yelling and i'm not dealing with if superman Punch my dick off. I better be chilling for the rest of my life. I don't want to deal with anything else ever again. I'm replacing it with kryptonite. <laughs> Strange. You know what I'm going to do with that now. Come here, soups. <laughs> and so, but, so yeah, they start uh, 3D printing uh, yeah. him, uh, a replacement. I think that's a kidney. Yeah. It, it just says organs in the... Thing. Organs. Organs. No. <laughs> Throw something at me. I'll throw two things at you. Uh, Sherman encounters the hotel's other guests, Al Capoco, an obnoxious arms dealer, and Nice, an international assassin and old acquaintance. So the thing is, uh, and this just because you're reading it, uh-huh. they say that. But the thing is, they're named after places, after their rooms. Uh-huh. So he's Acapulco. She's Nice. Nice, okay. Like, France. Uh, nice in France, which yeah. she, She's French. And yeah, and he is played, Acapulco is, or Acapulco is played by Charlie Day. Woo! And Acapulco, she, or no, Nice, nice. sorry, is played by, I can't remember, something let, Gonzalez, I let think? Let me see if I can, uh, hmm. You went up. Yeah, I'm going up to the uh, cast. Uh, let's see. Nope. Hey, go down to the cast. There it is. This. So niece is played it's by Sophia Butella. I got that completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> she yeah, but she plays niece. Uh, and I'll tell you what. Again, they know exactly what movie they're in. Charlie Day is so much fun in this movie. He yeah. is. <laughs> That asshole, and because he <laughs> that asshole, like he's in this place, he's getting his face repaired, and he is he's talking down to everybody because he's rich and he feels like he can. Mm. But it's hilarious to watch uh, Waikiki uh, Sherman, who and niece, like he's threatening them, and they're just losing their minds <laughs> at how funny it is because he's like because they know each other, uh, Waikiki and. Uh, uh, niece 
And he's like, if you, kn- if you knew what she could do, you wouldn't be. He's like, I don't give a shit. I, who, care? who cares? I got money. Money! Uh, <laughs> he's Mr. Krabs. And she's like, Me money! Me money! Money! And he, oh, boo And <laughs> so, like, whenever he's, like, threatening them, they are just like, you know what? You're lucky there's rules here. And so they just kind of leave him be. Cause yeah, he's I because he's like being gross to her, mm. and there's a great moment where like she's leaving the room and he says something snide to her, and she breaks like this little ashtray and throws the piece of glass and it like like barely misses his head and he's like, what 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 are you doing? And he, she's like, you're so lucky there are rules here. You're so lucky because <laughs> they in it. Because I do, I like to see criminals in this way that like have this code. They're like, they're like, they they may not like so, each so other. The John Wick world. Yeah, they'll like, they're like, we respect her enough and like, ex- respect this establishment enough to, uh, you know. Yeah, it's the honor to follow the rules. These thing. Yeah. So if we don't have, can't have these rules here, you know, what's the point? Yeah. So as the riot draws nearer. Thomas receives word that the notorious crime lord Orion the Wolf King Franklin, who is also the owner of the hotels en route. Yeah, which is a great moment whenever this is happening. Because she gets a call from his son, who is trying to plan the uh, encounter. And he, she answers the phone and he's like immediately like cussing at her. Uh, and she doesn't know who it is first. She like mm-hmm. answers the phone and he's like, we're on fucking route. You need it. She's like, nope. And then he's like, calls it back. He's like, do you know who you're talking to? I'm going to fucking, nope. And she just keeps hanging up. And then like, eventually she picks up and he's in a calming voice. And he's like, the Wolf King's on his way. And she's like, oh, he's like, yeah, your boss, you know? And which the Hmm. Wolf King of LA is such a cheesy name. Uh, But considering who plays him, I'm not bad at it. Uh, I have a feeling I, I know who it is. Because he probably picked it. <laughs> That's Jeff Goldblum, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, but you're, you're, like, you don't see him. And his son is played by Zachary Quinto. Um, and who's cool, cool. Uh, plan, planning the arrival. And yeah, again, you, I, I love so many aspects of this in that it's setting up the tension. Um, you know, with this riot, it's heading down this way. You know, mm-hmm. the police are setting off bombs, trying to, like, you know, disperse people. Yeah. And, you know, like, other attacks are happening, which is causing the electricity to go in and out, which is why, like, like Everest goes and he dumps the body of the guy. And then she calls back. She's like, I need you on the roof to, to fix the uh, the power. And he's like, what? I just... I, I just got out here. I was gonna. I, was, I got. I got other stuff to do. She's like, "Get your fat ass up there." And he's like, "I'm not fat." And the other guy like attacks him, and he like throws him down. He's like, "Listen, he, he, this is kind of his uh, catchphrase that he later repeats also to some guys." Uh, he's like, "Now you see this badge. It means I'm a healthcare professional. And that means two things, like health and professional." He's like, "Now if you attack me again." I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I mean it. I'm walking away. Don't you attack me again. Don't jump on my back again. And the guy's like, you can't leave me out here. And he's like, get a membership. <laughs> and he leaves the guy to die. Uh, it's a great moment. But I, I like his character. Funny. 
Uh, let's see. Thomas's uh, preparations are complicated by the arrival of a wounded police officer named Morgan, a childhood friend of Thomas's late son, begging for help. Against Everest, Everest's wishes and Thomas's own rules, they admit Morgan. Now they don't, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like when she shows up, and more the officer is played by Jenny Slate again. Another good these actress. these names yeah. like all these people who are in this. You're like, what is this project that everyone was just like, yeah, I got to be attached to this. Um, and so, yeah, when when she shows up because she she's outside of their premises and she's like calling out to them. And they're like, is that a fucking cop? And she recognizes her mm. and everything. And yeah, like like Everest is like, you cannot let her in here. If you if you let a cop in here, yeah. and people learn about it. Everything's going to shit. Uh, and so – and she's like, you know, go get her. Go bring her in. Uh, or you go do – you go check on the power and then I'll, and I'll go get her. And she goes down there to get her and whenever she's like about to bring her in, these police show up and uh, they're about to get on them. And Everest shows up and beats the shit out of them <laughs> with like a health pack. <laughs> he's got a first aid kit yeah first aid kit thank you i was thinking of like video games <laughs> a health pack he's got a health pack he's about to fight the boss uh but he <laughs> he makes mincemeat of these like police officers and you know ends up bringing her in and nice. there's all these moments of like you know her trying to figure out she's like you are the person i know from my past you knew my son oh sadness no, no. <laughs> This dark and terrible past. Here's my backstory. Uh, Tear. And, uh... <laughs> you, uh Thomas going. shows Sherman... That's that's a tough trilogy of words to say. <laughs> Thomas shows Sherman. <laughs> uh, evidence that his brother Lev is a drug addict. Yeah. Through aid from Nice, uh, Sherman discovers the pen Lev stole is marked with the Wolf King's symbol and a concealed case carrying diamonds worth over 18 million dollars yeah it's very like they start they are interconnecting these stories and everything uh and or all these characters and yeah like they she because she's telling him that like he's probably gonna not survive this organ transplant because of his he's he's like he's he's got toxic blood Mm, uh because she like and because she shows his hand and it, he's been injecting into like in between his fingers, which I've actually heard people do. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, I I was like, Ugh! and uh, so yeah, it's it, it it's it's a great relationship. It shows because again, like they it shows that they respect her because even though she's giving this bad uh, adv- like news to him, uh, Waikiki who Sherman. That's what I call him Waikiki because that's his uh, his room number. Yeah, uh, but. You know, he he shows that he does not, he doesn't blow up at her like you would, most movies would have. Like, he understands that, like, this is his brother's fault. Just Uh like he stole this pen, which is cool. Like, like they open up the pen and it's just like, do you know who who that fucking belongs to? Belongs to Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) The actor. I I seem to have uh, lost my... uh... And I need to write things down, like who I'm gonna kill, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's but it's setting up the conflict like progressively. There's a lot of conflict happening, like from the riot moving, bringing a cop in, the Wolf King's coming, the brothers are there. You don't know anything at this point about Acapulco and uh, Nice. 
but you do learn. So like yeah. it just keep keeps building on each other. You know, yeah. the brother stole the pen who belongs to the guy who runs the hotel who's coming to the place. So Right. The Wolf King has a strict policy of killing those who steal from him by dumping them in the ocean. Yep. Uh, let them sleep with the fishes. As it were. As it were. Fearful of being discovered, Sherman prepares to fight the Wolf King's men until his brother is stable enough to move. The Wolf King arrives, having survived an attempt on his life, and is admitted, uh, leaving his men and son Crosby in the lobby. Yeah, because they're all because they show up, and every time you come to the hotel, like you go up the elevator, and then you walk into this little room that's then has like this uh, gate in front of it. Yeah. And Jodie Foster's character Thomas is, is the one who greet is there with her. Uh, pad and like she can see if there's weapons and stuff and she's like dump the weapons and they're like let us in she's like there's rules there's rules here you gotta follow them <laughs> I don't give a fuck and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> walks up and he's like she is the one I have to see and he and he goes in there uh, she admits him only like oh the rest of them stay there and he's you know laying down yeah. and there's a there's this really Fucked up moment with Zachary Quinto and him where Zachary Quinto's like – his character's like, Dad, you know, I I always tried to abide by your teachings and uh, there was one thing you told me when I was young and this is what I remember and I want to – I just – I've always tried to make you proud. And he's like, oh, well, I never knew you were so fucking soft. That's why you're a disappointment to me. <laughs> but if you but if I do die, here's my ring. You know what to do. I'll take me to the doctor. And that's what that's what I was just like he roasts his son so hard and and it's like you're a disappointment. I'm so glad you remembered my advice. But, you know, and he's got like a gunshot wound. They make it sound like he's like he is on death's door. He's like my arm it hurts. <laughs> It's it's wow, very it, it hurts. I am very <laughs> sad, and it's it yeah. So I was like like have a hand missing or something. Jeez Louise. Anyway, so so put some horse stimulant in him, please. Yeah, but then you had like just Zachary Quinto and like twenty guys like just hanging out yeah. in a small room, just being like, oh well, I guess we're waiting. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she admits him. Yeah, Everest sneaks Morgan out. Of the hotel after treating her wounds, uh, Al Capoco learns that Nice has been hired to kill the Wolf King. She incapacitates Al Capoco and plants a bomb on the hotel's power generator. Yeah, and it's a great moment where this happens because, you know, and you, yeah, you learn. The thing with Morgan being there is it's not a sig- The only point of it being there is to have the backstory for Thomas. To have the point of her son being brought up. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he's there. You know, he, Everest learns a little bit about this from her, but he's like transporting her out. Yeah. And they come across Waikiki, who he's, you know, he's, you know, he's like sneaking around and stuff. Uh, and he comes across them and he looks, he looks at her in the, uh, in the wheelchair as Everest is wheeling her out. He's like, what room is she? And he's like, oh, she, I can't remember. <laughs> he literally, that's, what, that's literally what he says. He's like, I can't remember. He's like, well, you probably should get her out of here. Then people will freak out if a cop's in here. He's like, it's the shoes. And so he just like walks away. He's just like, all right. <laughs> and it, like, he's just like, he's like, <laughs> I he sees a cop. And he's like, I don't want to know. 
I don't want to know. Get her out of here. I don't want to know. And, right. And, you know, but like Everest just like wheels her out and then like she walks, she leaves. That's it. Ta-da. With, Done. Like that, that plot point was not like that big of a stress uh, inducer. Uh, it was just to introduce like plot. Now, right. Al Capoco, he's just like, he, you know, he's calling a helicopter Uber. Uh, he's like, I want <laughs> He's like, I want a helicopter here and I want it to fucking get me out of here. Okay. Do you know who I am? I have money. You know who I am. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. bitch. And he's they go. He goes to the roof, and that's and you know he encounters uh, niece who says that you know he figured out he's like because they see like the wolf king pulling up, and, mm-hmm. he, and she's like, you know who that is, well, you know that's the wolf king of L.A. And he's like, oh, that's who you're here to who who you're here to kill. And she incapacitates him. Right. I don't know why she doesn't kill. Yeah, right, the Wolf King, the Wolf King, the King of the Wolves. Uh, I don't know why she doesn't kill him. That Wolf King, because, that wolf king. because she's already like she sets a bomb that so that the power goes out so she can get in there and kill him. But at the same time, just, like just kill Acapulco. Like you're already about to be breaking rules and stuff. You're on the roof, right. away from people. This right. guy's been an annoyance to you. Kill him in the worst way possible. They save that. Who knows? They save it. And, uh, yeah, so she sets the bomb on the place. Uh, While administering to the Wolf King, Thomas uh, discovers that he was responsible for her son's death. Uh, While the police reported he died due to an overdose, her son was killed after attempting to steal the Wolf King's car. Uh, He paid the police to lie about her son's death and used the tragedy to recruit Nurse Thomas to run Hotel Artemis. Yeah. This is very convoluted to me as being a thing. Like, it's completely unnecessary to have this plot point. It it seems Um, kind of thrown in there kind of randomly. It really is, especially also in dialogue. It's not brought up organically. Like, it's very clunkily like, oh, yeah, this is a thing, you know? Uh, and... Oh, by the way... By the way, and also, I know I'm at your mercy because I'm on this bed, but I killed your son. I'm sorry, but and I it's, killed your son. It's really... And, but It's very sad. There's no, it's very... Yeah, there's bad. no point in it. Like, it's fine to have, like, the little plot point with the cop to be like, oh, she had a son, you know, he was drug overdose, so, and he died, and, you know... See, see now, why couldn't she have figured that out from uh, the cop that they brought in? Like that, they were paid off. Yeah, I, they they grew up as friends, so she may not have been a cop whenever uh, she knew her, and so she may not yeah. have been someone but, who was she, paid off. But but they could have like had it been. I saw the case file for yeah. your son. Here's what happened. Yeah. Rather than suddenly this wolf king out of nowhere, like I'm looking at the synopsis and going. This is kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, why not have... Why like, would you tell the person that's going to fix your wound, Yeah, I killed your son? <laughs> yeah, why not... It would have been much better if they were ha- in, having the cop in there. Sh- they're talking about her son, and then the cop says some sort of information that she wasn't aware of that makes her suspect the Wolf King. Yeah. And then she's willing to break the rules to have him... as to immediately admit, admit the Wolf King so that she can talk about that, so she can ask him those questions. Yeah. So, but they don't do that. So she asks him these, uh, yeah, she's getting the, Yeah. she gets that info from him. Uh, Thomas prepares to kill the Wolf King, but is diverted when Nisa's bomb disrupts the power and Lev's 
life support. Yes. Yeah. And while Thomas struggles to save Lev, Nice kills the Wolf King. Yes. She sneaks in there. And now it's a, it's a kind of a cool de- – like she's got this kind of contact lens that's a video camera because Ooh. who you don't – you never learn who she hired her. But someone hired her because they wanted and, – and it's a video camera so that they can watch him die, mm. uh, which is a cool thing. That, that, um, that is a cool thing and also a nice little sick and twisted little thing. Like this guy wants him dead so bad yeah. that he's he's wanting to watch him die. Yeah, and I like – I kind of like the idea that you never know who hired her yeah. because it's like – well, it doesn't matter. He would have had multiple enemies. So right. it could be anyone. It doesn't really matter. So – but yeah, she like stabs him in the neck and he's like, make it good. Uh, you know, he's like, I guess this is how it goes. And yeah, she just slits his throat and, uh, throws the thing over and she's like, I'm out. And, uh, yeah. And then she tries to save the brother on, uh, life uh, support. Yep. Lev dies. Yeah. And Sherman confronts Nice, but the two are attacked by Al Capoco. Uh, Sherman is shot, but manages to kill Al Capoco. Yes. Now, you want to know how he kills him? Tell me. He shoves his head into the 3D printer. And it, like, comes down and just... Like, like, stabs into his head. Oh. It's awesome. Oof. Take that, Charlie Day. (laughs) Uh, That's what you get for playing Luigi. I'm excited to see it. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, like, like Waikiki uh, confronts Nice and... Because he's like, you... Like, this just happened because, like, you were here to kill him. My brother was hooked up to the life support, and she's like, you see her immediately like, I did not know that. Like, she's like, she regrets that. Because you see that there's a relationship there, like, past experience. Because yeah. even she's like, you know, there's a whole thing about, like, Sherman being like, I'm, I've tried to get out of it, but you never get out of it. Uh, I, you never get out of the game. And she's she like, you could have... Pulling me back in. She's like, she's like you could have been one of the best. And, you know, he's like, ah, but I, 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 I don't want to do that. I want to get out of it. Mm. Every time I get out, they pull me back, back in. in. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, they, they, they fight a little bit. Not really. He more so just points a gun at her and, like, but then they get dropped on by Akpogo, who yeah. they make quick work of him because he is, it's. All mouth. Yeah, it's all mouth, but and he dies in a horrible, horrible way. Uh, but it's pretty great. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So, as rioters storm the streets outside, Thomas, Sherman, and Nice make their way out of the hotel. While Everest stays behind to stave off the Wolf King's men, Nice follows suit, co- covering Thomas and Sherman's escape. Yes. Now, and, the, and this is kind of a simple escape that's happening. Now, you have two fights happening simultaneously. One with Nice and, and the men, one with Everest and the men. Now, because they, they once... He dies. Once the Wolf King dies and they learn that he's dead, they're like, you know, they're trying to break in from the gate. You got mm-hmm. one of them who's like beating the the wall and breaking through that. And so one of the wall, the guys going through the wall, they're encountering uh, Nice and she's like, you know, throwing these like scalpels and stuff like dart throwing and like it's like a old boy and or the <laughs> Like a hallway scene in Daredevil, yeah. The way that she's making quick work of these guys. Now, when they start going through the front towards Everest, you see him like he's in the in this big lobby, and he just walks over to like one of those glass containers that holds an axe, and he just and picks up the axe, Ooh. and he's and he's just like 
and he gives his whole I'm a healthcare professional <laughs> speech and I'm like hell yeah you are and you're about <laughs> to make quick work of these guys and you know they start coming through now I will say one upsetting thing about this kind of climax is that the the action you see from Nice is awesome she performs it well it's well shot the stuff with Everest unfortunately there's not that much of it Aww. like they start coming at him and he's like chopping them down with the axe but they like there's like five eight guys like who like all are having to get on him and like they're pulling him back to this room and he's like (laughs) and and then it cuts away from him and then you don't see him for a bit so uh like the next time once the time well the next time you see him he's all he's defeated them i'm like i to see that Aww. i want to see dave batista destroy these absolute fools this this dude's a pro wrestler he has all the training i want to see him do this yeah and it really made me sad that they cut that uh, i mean they did uh, when they had triple h playing in uh blade three yeah fighting against ryan reynolds they showed the entire thing they didn't cut you away wanna, you want to see that and but yeah uh waikiki and uh Thomas make their way down. Yeah. And, and, and they do encounter... Uh, yeah. They are met by Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, but kill him and make their way through the riot to Sherman's getaway car. Yeah. Uh, Thomas decides to stay to give medical aid to the riders. Now, I will, say this, I will say real quick, this, this is down. where the, uh, like, yeah. the pen comes back very briefly. Again... It goes nowhere. Like they have, they're like, "Oh, this belongs to the Wolf King." Wolf King never knows that it went missing. Yeah, he never no. encounters them. This, in, it's only in this moment because they're gonna, he's gonna kill them. Crosby is, and that Waikiki's like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna need this. You know, they're, the the Wolf King's dead. They need a new leader. Here, take this. You know that you're gonna have your money." Hmm. And he's like, "Okay, I'll take that. You go. I'm gonna kill her." And then he, you know, yeah, they fight. Um, let's see. Thomas decides to stay to give medical aid to the rioters, uh, but tells Sherman of another hotel, the Apache in Las Vegas, before he drives off. Yes. Everest, the last man standing at the Artemis, turns on the hotel's sign as Thomas walks away from the hotel. Mm -hmm. And then we have a mid-credits scene. Pointless mid-credits scene. Where a shadowy figure walks across the screen suggesting niece may have also survived yeah which sequel baiting which well they gave kind of an implication of her also getting overtaken by uh guys because like she you know she's kind of fighting them one-on-one and then like there's like eight guys coming towards her and she's like you know come at me come at me bro i'm gonna gonna fuck you up and you know she it it the movie kind of just ends and everything and I'll tell you the thing the thing about this movie for me like the most that's a problem is it needs to be infinitely longer than an hour rather and than half. just 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes and it has too many plot points to not fully dive into them. The pin, the whole sun dying. Yeah. I mean you're having all these characters and interconnecting them, you need to have more interactions. And the problem you know, the the thing is, it's a great premise. I love the premise. The premise sounds fun. And the, mo- the and premise most, sounds like it's going to be a great story to tell. Yeah. And most of the movie I enjoy. When the Wolf King gets there, it gets a little slow. Uh, and then the movie kind of... Like, the movie is well-paced up until 
about the Wolf King gets there. Then it kind of feels slow a little bit, and then it picks up to speed through to get to the end. And mm. this is why I think the movie, like this premise, would work infinitely better in a in terms of like a miniseries and stuff. And it, it, it is very much in a realm of like a John Wick, which we're supposed to be getting a John Wick like television show surrounding the assassin hotel Mm. so we may be getting something in a similar vein to what i'm describing but yeah like and all these actors like i said they're giving effort and you've got great actors doing it goldblum he phones it in a little bit like he's not giving he he needs to go full goldblum and he (laughs) doesn't he's he's doing a half he's just Bloom. He's just blooming no gold. Yes. And it, and it's fine. But like with with everyone else, Dave Batista, Jodie Foster, you know, Charlie Day, Sean K. Brown, Brian Tyler Henry, mm. they are all like putting in effort but also allowing themselves to be over the top enough with the premise to have fun. And yeah. I think I think this movie's fine. It's f- like I think it's worth watching. And checking out, because I guarantee you it's got its people. Um, mm-hmm. One of them probably being the person who uh, suggested this. Thank you, yeah. you Dirk. Thank you. Uh, and I I want more. That's what. That's all I'm left with. And you could say that that is, makes it a bad movie. I think it just makes it fine. I don't – I think it's worth watching, but the only bad thing about it is that I want more. What's in it isn't bad. I just want more. Right. And me just reading the synopsis, um, it it feels pretty much the same way. Mm. Like, wow, we jumped from this point to this point to this point. Not a lot in between. Um, Especially with the whole, like, the sun death is the one that's really getting to me. Yeah. It's like this literally came out of left field. Uh, why? Why would the guy who killed her son and now has his life in her hands suddenly admit all this? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Maybe he feels he has so much power that she won't do anything because she, he's like, oh, if you do something, my son and all my guys are out Pro- here. They'll probably, kill you. Probably leaning on the rules of the hotel. Like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It, like but, said, it's it, it's all right. I think I do. Even though you like you've only seen the first ten minutes, if you get a moment, I'd say watch it. I, it it's it's like it's worth checking out. I do like Dave Batista in this. I just I, like that character. I like that like archetype of like the big, uh, strong protector. Yeah. Uh it's really it's really fun to watch. And I it, it I, if they made another one with these a lot of these characters returning, I'd watch it. It, it sounds like they were doing this with a sequel in mind. Yeah. I mean, but it didn't you would well. not you would not get that mid-credit scene if they didn't. I don't think this movie did well. But, I think it was I think it was a budget of 15 million and it made 13. Oof. So, yeah. not not a terrible terrible it's not, loss. It's not a terrible but, loss, but that's nowhere near what yeah. you want. You didn't break even. And it like I think it's got like 50 or so percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh most people think it's fine, like but they especially like Jodie Foster's performance. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh and the premise, but the execution's where people have a problem. It's this right. like, I don't know the director, but it's his first time directing. Uh this was his first uh film. It's not a bad It doesn't sound like a first time out. Yeah, it's not a bad experience. So, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Well, Jeff, time to pick, pick the movie for next week. Yay. So let's get our, right. let's get our raffle up. Yep. So I, I I'm I'm excited. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? So we're let's going. Do this. We're gonna be hitting our raffle soon. It's man, this app we're, is we're, so slow. We're we're gold blooming because this app is slow. What is happening? What is this ad? <laughs> and uh, go away. We go past this camera scanner. All right, here we go. And uh, we're about to roll the raffle, children. So, um, you ready? Yep. Ready. And here we go. And next week's film, Jeff, is going to be... X-Men! Ooh! X-Men. The first X- the first X-Men. I haven't seen X-Men in so long. Neither have I. Wow. Now, this we, is going to be fun. Now, we have said for a while that, uh, you know, one of the things we're going to be doing here is we... Before we can touch on sequels, we're wanting to touch on the first movie. Right. So that if anyone is, you know, if they're listening and they're wanting to go week by week with us and watching these movies mm-hmm. for the first time, we want you to be able to uh, keep up. So, yeah, this is uh, X-Men from 2000, is I it? I want to say it's 2000, if not 2001. Man, that, take I... take a peek here. It's been a long... T- it's been a long... It's been Sorry, guys. A Without you, my friend. It's, but it, it has been quite a while since I've seen X-Men. So okay. I'm actually very excited, especially since we are getting them in the MCU. Yep, came out in 2000. 2000. Okay, yes. I'm excited. So 2000's X-Men. Directed uh, by Brian Singer. Very, uh, very interesting guy. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this next week. Are you excited? I'm excited. I, I, I've missed this film, honestly, the first X-Men. It just... It touched a special place with me. It it got me knowing who Ian McKellen was. Yeah, I got. Uh, a, I have. A, I definitely have a lot of thoughts about it. So I'm very excited. If you got some thoughts on X Men from 2000, go to our email. Email yes. us at fleetstreetgeeks at, at gmail Please give us give us some movie suggestions, but also tell us your thoughts on X Men 2000. We'll talk about them on. The podcast that option is available for so many. Like you don't have to p- support us on Patreon for that to happen. Nope. It we just would love to hear your thoughts and please, just please. It, it, it's a very fun way to yes. engage with the audience because if, we're having. If a, you're listening to us on YouTube, you can just comment with your thoughts, and we'll for sure respond in some manner, whether we like the comment or we even reply. Yeah, we're very active in our YouTube comments. We're also active on our Discord. You can go follow. All of our links are in the description. Yep. And, but please go follow us if you if you are listening to this on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications for any other new videos that come your way. Uh, follow us on you know leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Do please Amazon Podcasts we're on now. So yeah. just Ooh. give us you know hitting uh, any kind of review if you enjoyed anything. You know email us if you got any you know suggestions or anything like that. We love to engage with you guys. Uh, I don't. I think that's it. Is that all, Jeff? Oh, we would allow, also really appreciate it if you would like to support us. Go to our Patreon. Yep. Uh, we have we have we I haven't updated. The tiers I yet? have not edited the tiers yet. I will be doing that soon. But uh, you know, we'll have like a dollar and five dollar patrons. Uh, but you know, engaging with us on uh, any of these platforms is support 
in in any way. True. But yeah, if you do like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, you know, there'll be benefits for $1 patrons and for $5 patrons, but that'll that'll be coming shortly. Right. And I believe that is all. In that case, I am Jeff and I'm Seth and we are the Fleet Street Geeks. Signing you off. You did say it this time. Signing off.